Tone Deaf is the journey of a musical theater nerd, bringing musicals into the life of their musically challenged spouse. The reactions to the musicals are real and mostly unedited. This show is rated explicit for mature content and strong language. Now sit back, relax, and have a laugh. You're listening to Tone Deaf. Welcome to Tone Deaf, a theater nerd's guide for their musically challenged spouse. I'm Kay, a musical theater nerd. And I'm Warren. I'm musically challenged. So thank you guys for your love and support in our last episode and just your continuing love and support. This this week is going to be kind of a newer, well, new-ish show. Um, So it'll be from 2001. This is Urinetown. Peepeeville. Peepeeville. Potty place. Uh... <laughs> so yes, it is spelled U-R-I-N-E town. So it is a show about... Well, okay, so uh, you'll, you'll see why it's called that. Um, and a little bit of the backstory that I'll give you kind of explains why they chose this. <laughs> but, uh... This was written by Mark Holman and Greg Cottis. Um, they were, it was, it was Greg Cottis. He was traveling Europe and he encountered a pay toilet for the first time while he was there, which you don't run into those in the U.S. very much, but you do in Europe where like you have to stick in a quarter to go to the bathroom. And is that just a way of taxing people extra or is it serve an actual purpose? It can serve purpose for like saving water and stuff, which is kind of the point here with this play. You know, but, I'm, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm a pretty big rule follower for the most part, but then there's that little devil on my shoulder, the little rebellious side of my brain that sees something like that and goes, yeah, fuck you. Like if I came <laughs> across that, like I would, there'd be the, that... It'd be the moment I'd be looking down at this paid toilet and and the devil, the devil and angel would pop up on my shoulder and the devil would be like, just piss on the seat. Like, show them what you mean. Just pee all over the toilet. It'd be like, here's what I think of your monetizing my need to relieve myself. You're going to love this. <laughs> um, so he, he started writing the show after dealing with that in Europe. And then uh, Mark Holman joined him. Uh, and at first, no one wanted to produce this show. Just because it was called Urinetown? Yeah, and it's it's kind of like, it's it's a satire. It's a huge satire. <laughs> and, um, you know, it's, a it's, satire, it's risky. It's a, it's a satire of something that is kind of niche. Like, outside of the, like, like well, I, mean, I guess in the sense of, like, if you're trying to produce it for an American audience, I can see why they'd be like, nobody's going to get it. Well, and they also like satirize capitalism and the legal system and musicals in general and being, Oh yeah. Like it's, it's a, it's a satire of a lot of things. Broader satire. Like being like bureaucracy and it's a populism. It's a multi-layered satire. It's a multi-layered satire, but the title would definitely, uh, Put- <laughs> I wonder if we pick that up. 
Latte uh, just squeaked a toy in her crate, and I, I hope that we pick that up. Ziggy that... the zebra is currently being eviscerated right now. So that's cute. <laughs> um, but so the uh, experimental theater, uh, or it was it was the experimental theater called the Neo Futurists. Um, like that in sounds, Chicago. That sounds scary. <laughs> They, they, like if I, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, just a little bit of a derailment. But if I heard this is brought to you by the neo futurists, I would be like, I'm, I'm concerned. Like I have immediate well, red flags. Well, like they, they, they picked it up for their 1999 season, and then it fell through, and so then the Fringe Festival accepted it, and um, they, they did pretty well there because uh, one of the playwrights, David Auburn. Uh, had showed up to see it because he was friends with the guys. And then he was like, holy smokes, Arica Group, come here. Option this show. And so then they did. And it opened off Broadway. Um, and then it went to Broadway September of 2001. Oh, no. It was supposed oh, to no. open September 13th. What happened in September of 2001 that could have thrown a wrench into any plans in New York? So, so many shows got so negatively impacted, too. Like, there were a lot of premature closures on Broadway because of, like, you have this horrible tragedy mm -hmm. and it's like i don't want to go to new york right now or oh, yeah. i don't want to i want to be close to my family i don't want to be doing this and people and, in new york aren't going out and doing stuff because it looks like a war zone right yeah now. and so like this this could have killed this show but it didn't um in fact it it did open up uh september 20th of 2001 wow yeah so they they opened up pretty quick and they actually only had to change one line in the show to make it not too offensive for the immediate, we've just had this horrible thing happen that, like, one of the worst tragedies in America, probably the worst tragedy in America, happens, and New York takes the, or not New York, but the, it's like this, but we need to still produce art because we can't let them win <laughs> so did, what did they have to change a line did they have a fly a plane into a building line or? no i don't know what it was because they never say what the line was gotcha. that was removed um yeah i i'm not sure what because i i'm even trying to sit here and go through the show and i can't think of anything that could have been in there that might have been i just got my pilot's license jesus um so uh like i said though this show uh it actually didn't get too negatively impacted um and it did win some tonys um it won best book of a musical best original score and best direction best book of a musical yeah so What's like that? the the script okay so um so nobody novelizes no a well show. some people probably do it's probably a Starlight Express novelization. Or is that a fan somewhere. fiction at that point? No, it would be a novelization. But the fan fiction does exist for every musical, so... 
<laughs> As Kay gives me this look of like, I have both read and written my share of it. I've only written fanfic for technically three shows, but two of them were crossovers with Les Mis, so. I was going to say Cats. Uh, I read Cats fanfiction. Okay. I did not okay. write Cats so, fanfiction. So, Les Mis. <laughs> what are the other two? I did a crossover of Susical with Les Mis and Ragtime with Les Mis. Because... Susical and Les Mis? <laughs> I didn't say it was good. <laughs> I was 14. Give me a break. Oh, okay, that's fair. <laughs> we do a lot of foolish things in our teen years. Mm-hmm. All right. So um, this show did have a national tour um, in 2003. And I want to say that that's when I saw it was when it was the national tour. Okay. Um, and then in did, two- you, did you see it in Utah? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep, I think it was the Capitol. Yeah, it was the Capitol, because they had the Broadway in Utah down there. Um, And then uh, in 2004, that was when an Australian production was mounted. And then 2014 had the premiere in London. And then Brazil's uh, is the latest of the uh, more, I guess, high-profile premieres of this show and that was in 2015 okay so it's still going strong people are still doing it um it's still flowing it's <sighs> they still have a very healthy stream god there's gonna goers. be so many of these jokes and and that's not even the funniest part of this show like it's 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 fun because just the the humor that they poke at like uh, or not the humor, the jokes that they poke at bureaucracy and at uh, both capitalism as well as like trying to be trying to usurp it but not doing a good job. Um, <laughs> so it'll be a little bit without giving too much away. A little bit like uh, Pippin after he tries to murder his father. Oh my god! Takes over and goes. This is hard. I don't want to do it. Oh my god! Except. Oh, oh, I'm excited. I'm so excited. Um, yeah, so it'll, it's a show that the music is so happy. And that's a line in the show (laughs) that the music is happy because they are self-aware that this is a musical. Okay. (laughs) They are very self-aware with it. Do they break the fourth wall? Yes. Okay. (laughs) And it is fantastic. Mostly, um, your narrator, Officer Lockstock, and then Little Sally. Uh, Little Sally <laughs> and Officer Lockstock. Yes. Is there deputy two smoking barrels? Oh, God. Kay is giving me this big smile like, I don't want to say anything, but you've probably guessed at least mostly right. I'm so excited. But, um, yeah, this is this is just a fun show. I did get to do a youth theater version of it and it was really fun and I got to sing the song It's a Privilege to Pee. (laughs) (laughs) It's a privilege to pee. I'm not gonna break a chunk off of that for you right now because my vocal cords are a little shot because we've been doing marathon recording. So um, yeah, just uh, I'm excited and I was able to find a copy and we're gonna go see it 
and I'm not going to say who the source was because I don't want them to get in trouble for having it, but yeah. <laughs> so um, the version that we're going to see, is it like a Broadway version or is it one of the traveling cast versions? Are you allowed to say that? It's a live version. Okay. <laughs> it is a live theater version of this show. All right. The show about pee. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, I, I can't think of too much more to say unless you have any questions before we go. I don't think I can ask any questions that would not be... Spoilery? Spo- yeah, yeah, okay. delve into okay. that. So yeah. I, I'm trying to think of... Like, my full disclosure of what I know of you're in town is I I just, knowing you, because I, mm-hmm. I know that you've played a couple songs in the car, I couldn't say what they are. Mm-hmm. And I do know that the overall plot of the show, just even before our jokes earlier, is that it's a town where people are charged to pee. Yes. And, cause, and they'll cause, explain cause why. Because water issues. Yeah, is, they will like, explain the water issue that led to this need of restricting of peeing. See, and I'm maybe they'll cover it in the show, but I'm gonna say it now because otherwise I'm gonna bring it up later. Like, what? You really only need to flush with turds, so you know, go go pee behind a tree or pee something like just pee in the dirt, just pee in the dirt, man. Like, I would be such a rebel in that community. Be like, fuck your authority. Get sent to your in town. Oh, your in town is not wait. Okay. Okay. Well, I guess things will be made clear, perhaps. I may have questions later, okay? Hopefully it's clear if you're healthy. (laughs) What if it's a deep orange and it's very pungent and it kind of burns your eyes? (laughs) Jesus, this is gross. (laughs) I'm so sorry. I feel like I need a golden shower after this conversation. Allegedly. (laughs) All right. All right. Enough of this nonsense. (laughs) All right, babe. Well, uh, let's go take a brief intermission and you can see why you don't want to be the bunny. The bunny? But I... What happens to the bunny? Okay. Okay. What happens to the bunny? Don't be the bunny. Don't be the bunny. But... Hey folks, your wacky and wonderful Warren here with a quick shout out. Kay and I would like to thank our ticket holders for supporting our show, and a special shout out to our Playbill sponsor, Jasmine Wu and our crew member sponsor, Bianucci, for their generous monthly donations. Warren and I greatly appreciate your support of our show. Thank you, thank you from the bottom of our hearts. We truly cherish your support. Before we jump back into our show, let's take a quick break to hear from our friend Hillary over at History on Blast. Hello, and welcome to History on Blast. I'm Hillary, and I'll be your host as we call out history. Every other week, we'll be putting a different person, place, time, or event on blast for the shit that they pulled. 
This ain't your grandpa's history podcast. So if this sounds like your cup of harbor tea, be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast catcher. And now the lights are going down and the music is starting back up. So let's hop into the second act of the show. Okay, Warren, what did you think? Was that a happy musical? That was a knee slapper. Uh, <laughs> and also a little bit of a, a stab in the heart. It was good, though. Um, I am very glad that you have not told me really anything about this musical. Like, <laughs> Kay is really good at not giving spoilers for for some things like even if oh well tell me and she's like she'll just be like no we'll just we'll watch it if you yeah. wanna if you wanna know we'll watch it <laughs> and I'm glad that she does that because this show was not well like it was it's funny because it's predictable in some parts because they'll jokingly tell you like parts of the plot um, but then there's things that you just don't see coming yeah and. So spoilers will abound if you have not seen this show. There's spoilers in all of our episodes. You should know this by now. You should know this by now, but this show especially, because more so than any of the other shows we've done, this one is plot twisty. It's It was good, though. Like, it I, is. I almost want to watch it again, or maybe I need to oh, listen to it. Oh, hell yeah, work. we can. Because <laughs> it's the, the, the issue with my multitasking when I'm trying mm-hmm. to take notes and enjoy it. I definitely miss some things. This show is up there on my list. Yeah? Yeah. I know I've heard you talk a lot of praise about it, mm-hmm. so... And you're like, you're telling me something that I love, you'd be willing to watch again? Oh, no. Oh, darn. Oh, darn. Oh, shucks. <laughs> so, on... Just for my uh, random speculation, where would you put this show on, say, your top ten list? Hmm. And I assume your top ten list, your number one is Godspell. Yes. Though sometimes other shows try to vie for top spot, because it depends on my mood. Okay. Because, like, The Wiz and Once on This Island will sometimes uh, fight for it. and This show would be hovering around the five and up okay. area, I would say. Because there's a lot of shows that vie, like, multiple shows will vie for that position at the same time, so... Okay, that's fair. You know, mm-hmm. it's kind of a, a churning uh, tumult of, of, of shows that... You're also asking a bi person to choose? Ah, uh, um, <laughs> No, okay, there you go. <laughs> that's, that's impossible, sweetheart. Other than choosing you. I was gonna say, you know we're married, right? Yeah, other than choosing you, but like... Remember, you... remember, Kay. Tell death do us part. Wahaha. <laughs> Love you. Love you. <laughs> So, okay. Side so, jokes aside. So, you're in town. Uh, this was really good. Um, we open up the show with what looks like a prison slum and a man with a flashlight patrolling the scene. It's Officer Lockstock, who tells everyone about public amenity number nine, where people are waiting hours in line to pee. Little Sally rushes up to expedite the exposition, but is shut down by Lockstock, who says, Hold on to your horses, you're... Urine will be all revealed. Damn it, hold on to your horses. 
<laughs> okay. We're just going to pretend this last bit hasn't happened. We're starting the show now. <laughs> so harsh laws for peeing exist within this place. Peeing in the bushes, uh, harsh laws for peeing in the bushes are abound. Sally is saving her pennies so that she can go pee. The toilets are controlled by an evil corporation, the Urine Good Company. Mm -hmm. Well, if that name doesn't take a piss right out of you. After the intro song about how we're in urine town, a voice calls out and says, please get in line and have your money ready. Pennywise is arguing with a man who's a bit short and can't afford to pay the pee fee. Pennywise tells everyone that they all have bills, all have bills to pay and they can't pay them with promises. They pay them with cash. So, because... One second, sorry. You're fine. My eyes are a wee bit wiggly, so I need to... I feel like an old man. I gotta make the text on my laptop bigger. You're <laughs> You're slowly, you're slowly getting my eyesight. No, oh, I don't want that. I already have shaky eyes. I don't need. I don't need. Uh, yeah, you'll learn to echolocate. Legally fine. Legal blindness. <laughs> um. Oh, then I lost my spot. Okay. Pennywise. The pee boss sings about the privilege to pee because they're in the 20th year of a drought and their water reserves are all dry. I'm not sure who is skinny, scarier, Pennywise the pee boss or Pennywise the murderous clown. <laughs> because she looks super grimy and mm -hmm. she's always got on like those thick uh, rubber gloves that you see. Mm -hmm. Yeah, just and they always, and just I don't know, it's like she's got done cleaning a toilet and now she's going to come over and harass you and i'm just like get your your jeremy i mean pennywise will kill and eat you yeah but she'll just touch you with grody hands like i don't know i have such calorophobia that i still am more afraid of pennywise the clown <laughs> well see if you kill a clown they'll be like it's self-defense but if you kill the woman who looks like she cleans toilets for a living they'll be like that's murder yeah you know cl clowns are not people so. if i were to kill anyone even in self-defense, it wouldn't be <laughs> registered as self-defense, let's be real. <laughs> oh, it's sad. Old Man Strong pees on the wall and shows Pennywise what he thinks of the law. Officers Lock, Stock, and Barrel show up to arrest Joseph, Old Man Strong, for publicly breaking the health law by peeing on the wall. Remember, kids, it's better to have your bladder rupture and kill you than to break an absurd law. <laughs> Do you need me to hold your water? No, because I'm a big boy. Okay. <laughs> All right, big boy. We cut to the urine good company and their evil boss meeting with the senator who is demanding his bribe money so he can leave town on vacation before the new pee fee raises, uh, new pee fee raise passes the legislature. It's a powder keg out there and things are ready to blow unless someone relieves the tension of the situation. <laughs> The big bad pee boss's daughter shows up to see her daddy and work and work with him at his evil company. The senator leaves after awkwardly after an awkward exchange with the owner about, "I want my money. Don't worry, you'll get your money once I get my law. Don't worry, you'll get your law once I get my money." Back and <laughs> forth like that for a while. Yep. So up to this point, um, the show is it's really tongue in cheek in a lot of ways, and it's mm -hmm. just like, yeah. I'm the standard bad guy, and yeah. I'm bribing all of the politicians, and I'm going to get my way. And then you get 
the daughter who is just sweet, innocent, ditzy, who's like, oh, daddy, but, but the world and love. And he's mm-hmm. like, <clears throat> Big Daddy Peabos introduces his daughter to the rest of the You're in Good Company staff. And they sing about how they're not greedy, evil bastards who are squeezing every last drop from the poor folks of this town <laughs> from their wallet and pockets. Oh, trust me. If it sounds like a... If, yeah. You. His daughter says she's conflicted about what they're doing. Daddy Peabos tells her he didn't pay for her expensive education for her to be unsure about manipulating and extorting the masses. Officer Lockstock bumps into little Sally who's trying to get together some pee-fee money for the morning rush. Little Sally sits on Lockstock's barrel and asks him <laughs> some fourth wall breaking <laughs> questions <laughs> about the musical. I mean, <laughs> Lockstock gives her the honest answer and she goes on her merry way. <laughs> Officer Barrel and Lockstock joke and laugh about the screams of people who are exiled to urine town. The pea boys in wet blue sing and joke about people they've busted being outside the boundaries of the law. So. So after, uh, we don't learn her name is Hope yet. Spoiler, uh, Hope, after she's talking with her dad, and he's disappointed in her for not being a shark. Oh, wait, that was Legally Blonde. Um, <laughs> I love the stuff with Sally and Lockstock. Mm-hmm. Oh, they're like the only two fourth wall, really fourth wall breaking characters. Yeah. And I love their interactions. Um. Oh, and there's a Broadway charity event that has had those two characters sometimes doing scenes from other shows like that's pretty cool. yeah i like that i think that's pretty great and uh so the scene when they're talking about busting people for peeing outside the boundaries of the law i missed some of that stuff was there one about a guy who was peeing in jars and hiding yes okay uh let's see there is uh what was it? Uh, something Cassidy went to a field behind a tree, saw there some, or thought there was no one who could see her pee but me. And Jacob Rosenblum thought he was safe up in his room, didn't know the jars he kept up there would obligate a trip to urine tomb. And then urine tomb. <laughs> yeah. Ah, oh, God. See, I need to listen to the show again because I, I, I definitely know miss stuff. all the lyrics too much. Because the music was great. <laughs> the music is great in mm-hmm. the show. It's wonderful. Yeah, it's it's really really good. Um, so the, the creep pee cops stop, the, <laughs> stop their discussion of crimes they've committed to creep on the urine king's pre, uh, pee princess. <laughs> they're really creepy. They're creep. They creep really hard on her. And for a moment, I worry this is taking a hard right turn, <laughs> but the tension is Olivia is a, Wow. I got I got fat tongue right now. But the tension is alleviated when strong Bobby shows up to put an end to the creepy team's late night pee patrol. The peace officers threatens Bobby's threatens strong Bobby with ending up like his father. What did happen to my father? Bobby says. The officers walk off, and strong Bobby is left alone with Hope Cladwell, the daughter of the CEO. He doesn't know that yet. But uh I need to I, I really over I I stretched really hard to try and get as many pee jokes in here as possible. I noticed. And in reading them out loud, I'm like, <laughs> I need to ease back a little bit. <laughs> so uh, it's better to let it out than hold it in. <laughs> okay, back on track. <laughs> 
the two of them sing a very body horror inducing <laughs> song. This is Hope and Bobby. They sing a very, very body horror inducing song in which they talk about love and dreams and the future and meshing the fibers of their muscles together and expanding the chambers <laughs> of their heart, aligning the valves and the arteries and veins and making this horrible image in my mind. Kind of kills the mood, this wet and wild world. The, they share a kiss, and after having their hearts join, after having their hearts join, and then, then introduce themselves to each other. That, so, they... He is not joking they about are, the lyrics. Yeah, I'm not joking about the lyrics. They. That's one of the great things about this show, is the lyrics are so absurd. Like, yeah, it was, uh, Someday I'll meet someone whose heart joins with mine. Aortas and arteries all intertwine. <laughs> they beat so much stronger than they do apart. Each chamber of muscle to hustle the love in our hearts. <laughs> yes. Yes. God, I love you. <laughs> this is the type of, of lyrics that... <laughs> That we're dealing with with this show. I miss it's beautiful. I miss so many of them just because of the way I hear. It's the reason I need uh, subtitles when we can. Yeah, and I know you try. Yes, uh, but I miss so much. I would gotta listen to it again because there was so much good stuff in there that I was struggling to keep up with. Of course, you have a heart because then you'd be dead. <laughs> yes, everyone has a heart. Everyone, oh, of course, or otherwise you'd be dead. Uh, okay. Okay, after the two uh, have their kiss and then finally introduce themselves to one another, they part ways agreeing, agreeing to see each other once, seeing each other again. Sorry, I hit my basket. Oh, I think it's down. Yep. Yeah, I made it bigger so I could read it and then I can't lose my spot. <laughs> okay. There we are. Okay. Little Sally breaks the fourth wall with Officer Lockstock again as they talk about the plot and the pacing of the show and make the reveal that there is no urine town. They just kill people. But that can't be revealed yet. The tension has to build up and climax in a euphoric release of emotion and relieve that mysterious tension in the plot. The You're a Good Company... Number two, man, addresses the masses about the pee-fee increase and accidentally discloses how fucking crooked they are. <laughs> but everyone is dumb and doesn't realize. Strong Bobby shows up and challenges the status quo, and Pennywise tells him to get, the he get his head out of the sky. And Bobby tells her and everyone else, Look at the sky! There's a big heart in it! <laughs> and that is the gist of this really weird song. <laughs> So, Kay, I'm sure, could do some lyrics. I won't fucking attempt it, because it would be... Look at the sky, there's a great big heart there. There's a heart in the sky, there just is. Don't ask why, it's the sky. <laughs> Don't ask why, it's the sky. God. And it's... I love the... The music in this is so good. Like, the way they perform it, it is... Like, the, the music itself is really good. The lyrics mm -hmm. are just wonky and... Uh, and wonderful. And wonderful. <laughs> but the music is really good. Like, I need to listen to the soundtrack again. Um, okay. 
Look at the sky, there's a big heart in it. He also makes some joke about a huge blood-pumping organ that makes decisions for him. <laughs> That's right, the heart. Pennywise freaks out about the upset of the norm and rushes off to her P-Masters. The senator takes his bribe money from Big Daddy P-Boss and P-Rincess, and with Daddy... And with Daddy... Sorry. And is and the the princesses with Daddy when the police enter. Oh my God! And tell him. Okay, that's right. I was gonna leave off of these. I just need to. I did way too many of these. And tells him that the people in District Nine are revolting, and uh, and peeing indiscriminately everywhere. But I am gonna still call him P Boss because fuck this guy. P Boss. <laughs> And others uh, sing a moral lesson to Hope about not being a bunny, not being adult. Don't be the bunny. Be the bastard. <laughs> and uh, the thing that makes me laugh about this show is that there's no... I feel like there's no common sense. It's just extremes. <laughs> yes. Which makes it extra funny because the business guy is the most corrupt, evil, super bad version of capitalism. Mm -hmm. And the... Freemen, free peemen, are the most extreme in the terms of, like, no concept of conservation, no, like... And so it just, it drives me nuts just a little bit, but I am really enjoying the show. Mm -hmm. um, bribe money. The authorities step in and attempt to snuff out the pee, the free peers' revolt. Strong Bobby and his uh, free peemen sing a Les Mis-style song about how they will fight for the right to pee. Big Daddy Peeboss sings about why they need to be so obnoxiously evil and corrupt for tomorrow. Think about tomorrow. Bobby Hope and... Bobby Hope and Bobby. Good job there, Warren. Hope and Bobby have a strong song about how Hope can't fight her dad, and Bobby can't not fight against him. The tensions reach a critical point at this part, and the scene is about to rupture and burst, spilling the emotion out into the audience. Bobby takes Hope hostage, and the mob really hammers the Les Mis comparison with a flag and marching. <laughs> the officers get ready to arrest Bobby, but he strobe lights out of the way, and the scene goes in goes insane for about 30 seconds with people spasm dancing, the lights flashing, and just general non-necessariness. Uh, Lockstock explains that the situation explains the situation and then fades back fades to black for the end of the first act, only to greet us again and welcome us back. Mm -hmm. So is that part where the the free peers are fleeing from the cops? And everything goes wacky. Is that in every show? Yes. What the fuck is that? <laughs> so it's it's just sort of like putting in some chaos there for them to escape, and then it's the slow motion running with the where uh, they do that strobe light flash, so it yes. looks like you're just moving slow. Yes. And the the colors are weird, and mm -hmm. just that more than I think anything else in the show threw me off. Yes. Yeah. Is that its whole purpose? Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's it's kind of... They make fun of a lot of theater conventions, like in a bit later in the show, okay. that I had pointed out to you going, oh my god, this reminds me of when I used to do shows in elementary school. <laughs> You'll have to remind me that again, because yeah. I was struggling between trying to pay attention and type. Okay. 
after the acid scene. I don't know, I'm going to call that a dehydration scene. <laughs> people are hallucinating, they're dehydrating. Good news! Hope is alive, but she's in the hands of a mob of people who hate her father. P. Daddy sings about how he won't waver on his stance, and he wants his daughter found. Everyone sings about what urine town means. It's a tool, an instrument to control people, a lie to preoccupy the poor till the day they die. What's urine town? It's your town if you're hopeless, down and out. <laughs> I actually really liked that song. Yeah. Like, all the freaking music in the show is so good. Okay. It's the more of a metaphysical <laughs> place. <laughs> I love that later. What did you mean by metaphysical? Um, the angry P-Mob is bloodthirsty and, like, goes insane with their desire to kill Hope. Like, holy fuck. This entire song is about killing her, and the mob has gang snapping. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It was like this. Yeah, it was rhythmic. It was, yeah, it, was, yeah. it was more rhythmic than West Side Story. They even attempt to murder her with the ancient Chinese torture method, death by a thousand snaps. <laughs> the mob, because they like, like a whole bunch of people get all get their hands up to her ears and like all around her and are just, <laughs> just snapping. And I'm like, man, that would, that would drive me nuts. Uh, <laughs> death of a thousand snaps. The mob is getting ready to kill her when strong Bobby slides into the rescue and ceases <laughs> the pre-slaughter. Bobby's mob mommy tells that tells them that Hope is their security blanket, which is why they can't kill her. Bobby tries to talk the mob down from their bloodlust, but decides to sing it instead. Freedom, run away! Run, freedom! Freedom, run away! <laughs> the Church of the P. Freedom is established with P Prophet Strong Bobby, <laughs> leading the congregation in a hymn about their soon-to-be runaway freedom, methinks. So, I'm not joking there either. Well, a little bit. They don't establish a church, but they're they're it's a gospel it's a, number. Yeah, about freedom and I love I love the way they sing it because the way that they sing run freedom run freedom run away, like they I really like how they imply that their freedom gets a little bit run away with them later. Yes. Like to to tragic extent. So I thought it was very clever of the songwriter i don't know if that was their intent or not or if i'm reading I'm into it sure if, i'm not sure because it might have been because they're pretty damn clever with their i thought so because to me it seemed very obvious that they were trying to say freedom run away like mm -hmm. run away freedom like it's like yeah kind of thing like there's no rules there's no boundaries so everything's just chaos yeah uh okay we're at the church of the free peers and they're singing about freedom running away. Will it run away? Only time will tell. Pennywise shows up to tell Prophet Strong Bobby that Big Daddy P-Boss wants a meeting with him. Bobby and Hope have a hostage-to-hostage uh, -hostage takeover conversation. Wait, sorry. Have a hostage-to-hostage -hostage takeover conversation. I was trying to do a joke on heart-to-heart. -heart. It was bad. <laughs> <laughs> have a conversation while the scene changes behind them to the You're a Good Company office. Bobby gives Hope some time to herself, still tied to the chair, and she sings a bit before being carried off by five men who look, uh, rapey. <laughs> Prophet Strong Bobby goes to meet with Big... No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> we need to, uh, say how you spelled that. <laughs> I spelled it in a way that I will read it when I am reading it. No, I spelled you it... spelled it as a pee joke. <laughs> I did spell it as a P joke, but I thought you were joking the fact I wrote Ray, like no, R-A-Y. No, you spelled it like a goddamn P joke. 
Oh God yeah, damn it. All of these are pee jokes. Jesus Anything with pee Christ. in the word, I wrote it as a pee joke, and it is definitely too much. <laughs> so, in hindsight, too much of a good thing is bad. Warren has learned something. Pee humor needs to be rationed out. Much like water. You can't store it up to the bursting, because then you just have too much of it. So... Prophet Strong Bobby goes to meet with Big Daddy P-Boss and be tempted by a pile of cash. Bobby says no and is subsequently taken by Lockstock and Barrel, who are going to deposit him into Urinetown, which is totally not a metaphor for murder. Pennywise, Hope, and Bobby... Let's see, Pennywise, Hope, and Bobby, and P-Patrol... Okay. <laughs> Pennywise, Hope, and Bobby, and the Pea Patrol sing while the heavy, heavy realization has by finally been revealed. Urinetown is not a place. It's something far more sinister. It's murder. They just throw you off the building, then scrape up your corpse. Yep. Which is what they do to Bobby. And I did not see it coming. <laughs> and I was... I was very sad for Bobby. But... The show must go on. And... Mm -hmm. Pea Patrol sounds like a very adult, like, niche adult film version of Paw Patrol, and I'm not happy about this. I raise you one even more obscure. Pea Patrol is going to kick in through that door any moment because they listen to podcasts, and they go around to indie podcasters, and they're like, you're hitting your peas too hard on your recordings, and then they, <laughs> they arrest you. And then they, they Your beat you. Your plosives are bad. Your pop, plosives. Pop, pop. That's exactly right. That's what they do. God damn it. So, after <laughs> the Pea Patrol's murder of Bobby, uh, yes, Prophet's strong Bobby has been martyred, and little, Sa and little Sally is the bearer of bad news to the angry mob, who are now the melancholy mob. Little Sally sings Bobby's last words to Hope and the rest of the people. And you're going to have to help me with this because I could not tell what was going on. <laughs> so Sally would be singing the last words and then Bobby shows up in, in sort of a flashback in his flattened against the ground. Yeah, like his dying words as he's laying on the ground dying after being thrown off a building. She has this moment of, you know... Our love is soft and gentle and refined. It's docile and benign. A pickle in the brine. <laughs> what did I say? That isn't what I meant. <laughs> oh, God. The show. The lyrics of the show. Like, it's... Man, for how silly the songs are, the subject material is, like, disproportionately harsh. And it creates this odd dynamic, because it's like, it's hilarious, and you're like, oh god, they killed a person that I liked. And... They killed one of the main characters. Yeah, they killed one of the main characters. <laughs> the melancholy mob becomes the murderous mob once again, and prepare to drink the blood of Hope. Pennywise steps in and reveals the totally foreseeable twist that Hope is her daughter. <gasps> and she is her mother. So, 
<laughs> My own vocal cords tried to murder me just now, and I think it's a sign from Podcast God that I've put too many pee jokes into this, and I apologize to God and our listeners. Thank you for sticking with us. Okay, okay. The melancholy mob has become the murderous mob once again and prepares to drink the blood of... Alright, drink the blood of Hope. <laughs> Pennywise steps in and reveals the totally foreseeable twist that uh, Hope is her daughter. And she is... <gasps> her mother! <laughs> Hope breaks free of her bonds in a display of superhuman strength and proclaims her right to lead the rebellion against her father. They proceed to murder everyone, <laughs> starting with Officer Beryl, forgettable bad woman, and the senator who spills... And the senator. They spill their red ribbon blood all over the stage. <laughs> I I was calling for the forgettable bad woman, Cindy Lou Who, because of her hair. Her hair. She had, like, this pretzel braid, and it looked like something out of a live-action Dr. Seuss cartoon that has the, the Who's. Um... I thought it was, like, holy crap, the townspeople in this are <laughs> bloodthirsty. Yes. Like, as soon as they decide, oh, we're gonna pee whenever we want, they're like, kill! Like, it is crazy how hard mm -hmm. they go into, like, just murderous mob territory. It, mm -hmm. it was, because at first I was like, oh, these poor, beaten down people, and then I'm like, Jesus Christ, like, <laughs> holy shit! <laughs> I'm not rooting for you guys anymore. Uh, Nonsense still has a higher body count, though. <laughs> uh, Hope storms the You're a Good Company headquarters with her followers, and they seize control of her father and proceed to hurl him off a building to join Bobby in Urinetown. But not before he justifies his shady practices. Hope seizes control of her father's business and renames it the Bobby Strong Memorial Toilet Authority. So it made me laugh when they're getting ready to kill her father uh, because he's just like, oh, you don't understand. Everything I did was totally justified because there are things more important than love, like sh food and shelter and clean water. And, and they're like, and money. He's like, yeah, it wasn't just money. It was lots of money yeah. kind of thing. And it's one of those, it's, it's the thing I hate about the super evil capitalist character. It's like in this situation, if you're in this world where water is so scarce you have to regulate peeing and like you see the ground it's just cracked and, mm -hmm. and super uh, uh, dried out and it's like well if you're gouged like I'm like dude you brought this upon yourself you're already wealthy and you're gouging these yeah, people who don't have yeah. enough money to pee it's like anyway okay 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 it's just a show Warren and you like the show calm down uh, <laughs> uh, so they renamed the you're a good company the you're in good company the Bobby Strong Memorial Toilet Authority, which is a shared trust now. Officer Lockstock gives little Sally the reality of the show, revealing to her that he has nothing to fear from the bloodthirsty townsfolk, because he's the narrator, and if they spill his blood, they'll be trapped in this musical forever. I love that line. Well, he doesn't quite say it that, but, but yes, yeah, he's like... <laughs> If they ever want the show to end, they need me. I'm Which the narrator. Will, it will be so fun when we do End of the Woods. <laughs> oh, yeah? Because that, that kind of oh, nice. is a reference. <laughs> That's kind of great. 
It turns out Hope is an idiot who has no concept of non-profit or sound business practices and proceeds to drive the company and the town into the ground, and the mob sends her to urine town in an off-screen and unspecified method. <laughs> Everyone dies. The end. Yep. <laughs> well, the urine town folk resurrect for a closing number, and it's bizarre. P-zombie nightmare, if I do say so myself. Uh... To Don't which, they have the curtain call? To which Kay responds, theater people. Well, so the theater people was because of the after curtain call so, mess. <laughs> okay, so yeah, the, the curtain call. Because the everybody dies, and then everybody pops up and they do the curtain call, and it's, you know, the bowing and the dancing and the thanking of everyone. Mm -hmm. And then they go crazy. Yeah. Then they go crazy. and As just, theater people do. As theater people do. It was like that scene that I was griping about that had the strobe light effect, but bigger. Mm-hmm. And I was, I mean, I guess I was a little bit more okay with it because it was the end. Yeah. And I'm like, eh. Wasn't in the show. I'm like, they're all in hell anyway. Like, they just resurrected. <laughs> and they're, you know, this is their hell. Well, it's okay. And uh, what's, what I love, though, um, in that final scene, so they have the song, I See a River, and they're showing uh, everyone's leading off hope on that, uh, stairway that they use as a set piece a lot yeah and while they're doing that <laughs> two two sets of uh two so two pairs of the cast members come out with these blue sheets <laughs> to simulate water by waving them up and down and stuff and when i had when i was doing theater as a young child that was how we did water was you'd have two people on either, like, across from each other with the sheets of blue fabric, waving it like waves of water. And if you wanted to make it deeper, you'd turn it onto the <laughs> side. And Oh my god, it just... I... <laughs> they didn't have to go so hard, but they did. <laughs> it was pretty... This it was so fun. This show was very enjoyable. Uh was just so bizarre and funny and actually it was funny it actually made me care mm -hmm. so I'm like you know when you enjoy the shows because I'm like oh you go Bobby like you make your dream happen and then he gets thrown off a building you're like oh shit Bobby uh <laughs> so sucks to be you I didn't see that coming uh and then of course the whole the heroes triumph and then they proceed to drive themselves into the ground and all die of dehydration yeah. and i loved uh one of the scenes at the end where it was talking about how sally didn't have any concern with actually running the business she just wanted the hope. adoration yeah. oh hope sorry sally said that about hope she just wanted the adoration of her followers while she could have it <laughs> yeah i love at the end she's like i need it. this woman's dying of dehydration bobby's mom bobby's mom <laughs> need a glass of water and she's like oh but don't you see you have the glass of water it was inside you all along and like just these... don't you know what you are a, a river <laughs> that's right we all are it just made me laugh just how everything was like pumped to 10 in a lot of ways like yes and that people were very one-dimensional for mm -hmm. the most part which i thought was funny so you know the evil crooked guy is just all evil and crooked doesn't even care about his daughter yeah uh, when she's been taken the all uh dreamful guy is just 
straight up all dreamful doesn't really mm-hmm. have a plan necessarily and it just makes me laugh how everybody is just one dimensional and full on that one emotion that one thing yes and it just cascades in a massive shit storm or urine storm and <sighs> everybody fucking dies yeah like it the parallels it makes to lay miz make me laugh too because mm-hmm. now i'm thinking about the lay Mizness of it yeah and i love uh the songs that they that they have like when they're just they're very inspirational like we won't take okay how does it go in lay miz the the not the bar song but like right before they all die but they're like the blood of angry men oh red the blood of angry men black the dark of ages past yeah it had red, had like that kind of that feel to it kind of <laughs> thing that one of those songs where they're just like it's our song and we're gonna win and da 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 what's bad is that because of a tumblr post i had to think what the tune was for that because there's a tumblr post that compares that song with another song that shall not be named <laughs> <laughs> papa can you hear me uh. <laughs> but yeah no this this show's fun because it's it's taking theater and politics and bureaucracy and corruption and everything to its extreme yeah <laughs> and it's amazing it is it. it is great it is hilarious i recommend definitely people check it out if you're able to yeah it was very enjoyable oh it's it's a fun show um the soundtrack is available for sure um in a lot of places this is a show that i would love to see them do as a proper film it would be great because even if it's just like filming a production of the show, which we've seen with like Nonsense and Rent. Um, but if they were to do a proper live action movie as well, that would be so fun. Because it's not a, like a sung through musical in the different locales, I feel like you could do a movie movie. You absolutely could. Well, I mean, could. a musical movie, of course, mm-hmm. but you could do it as a, as a typical movie and I think it would probably mesh really well. Yeah, and this is one of those shows that it's like... I wish more people knew about it because it's funny. It's funny as hell. It is funny as hell. Like, um, oh, man, it does not. It's funny because it both takes itself serious and doesn't take itself yeah. serious. It, it teeters on that edge just enough to make it a good show. Yeah. Because oh, if it went too far one way or the other, it, it wouldn't have. The balance on it is really good. Mm-hmm. It is. Um, they... I've only seen it done here in Utah a couple of times, not counting the tour or the time when I did, um, when I did it with a youth theater group, but I was Pennywise in that one. And it was, (laughs) it was a shortened version of it because it wasn't necessarily licensed. I hear him outside the door too. Steven is upset that we are filming, well, not filming, recording our show without him. He's like, I thought I was the fourth guest. I thought that was the you fourth were late, co-host. dude. You Sorry, were late. Steven. <laughs> I don't know if the mic's picking up, but he's just out there. With his little, his little meow. Yeah. Um, in fact, this show, we weren't doing our podcast yet, and I was so sad that we weren't because Riverton Council was putting ah. it on, and I was just like, no. I remember you My talking about scheduling. that. Yeah. I remember you talking about that. We're like, oh, well. So like, oh, oh, crap. We'll, we'll see it eventually. And you're yeah. Like, yeah, but it was here. It was right there. 
Yeah. Which has happened with a couple of shows. Like, I've dropped the ball with a couple of other ones, so darn it. It's okay. We'll have to catch it another time. I love and forgive you. Why, thank you. Because sometimes we just need love, and our hearts are intertwined. Our aortas and arteries and tissues and muscles and... I don't love you God, anymore. that was great. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, why do you... I mean, you already have my heart. You have, like, this one giant heart inside your chest. That's why your sternum is... is yeah. Remote. We've got the bird sternum. Because remember, black hole where my heart should be, mm-hmm. you have extra big heart. Extra big heart with the extra big bird sternum <laughs> that you can just tap on. And it's like... Ow. I need to stop that. <laughs> stop hitting yourself. <laughs> so, our next show that we're going to do, remember how when I said that your good man Charlie Brown uh, was the first in a series of shows and uh, I then was like, oh, and we'll see Snoopy in the next set of ten. And we didn't. <laughs> we're seeing Snoopy next. <laughs> And this oh. is an actual licensed one, right? This yes. Isn't, okay. This, this is not Dog Meets God. Okay. <laughs> Dog Meets God is very different and not a musical. Oh, it's not? It's not. It is a straight play. Uh, but Snoopy is a musical. In fact, it's called Snoopy, three exclamation points, the musical. Um, <laughs> Snoopy! Yes. The musical. Um, and so, yeah, it'll, I mean, it'll pretty much be... A little more of the same as your good man, Charlie Brown, but I like it better. (laughs) So, but I also like Snoopy more than any of the other characters. Hey, you know what? After some of the shows we've seen, I think I'll be able to watch a Charlie Brown musical and go, thank God this is not Grease. And thank God this is not. (laughs) Thank God this isn't Spider-Man. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. And, um. I think I was probably too hard on the other Snoopy one, so we'll, the other Charlie Brown one. So we'll see how well, I am on Snoopy. I mean, your good man Charlie Brown is definitely. Well, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see how you like this. I like it, but that's just me, and mm. I I forgive shows a little bit more, <laughs> <laughs> unless it's a show that I'm really mad at, and then I go fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you, Bono. Fuck you, Andrew Lloyd uh, Fuck you, Spider-Man. I never thought I would say that. <laughs> okay, okay. It's okay. We'll go watch Spider-Verse after <laughs> this or something to clean out the palette. I wish I had a PlayStation 4 because there's a pretty good Spider game that came out for that a while back. Oh, That's all right. It's okay. We'll, we'll get one eventually. Curse you, exclusive. <laughs> all right. So thank you guys for listening and for... Uh, sticking through all the pee puns. And... Yeah, I uh, I really apologized for that. I overdid it, and uh, I didn't stop myself soon enough. And then I forgot that I said I would stop myself. <laughs> I was just concentrated, trying to read my script, and I was like, oh god, that's right, I promised people I wouldn't subject them to all of these pee puns, these terrible, terrible pee puns. It's okay. <laughs> but that show was a lot of fun, and yeah. I hope it was fun to listen to, because I had fun watching and recording Mm -hmm. so yeah we 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 just we have fun doing this so um if you guys want to get a hold of us you can catch us on twitter at tone deaf musical uh facebook at tone deaf musical our gmail is tone deaf musical at gmail.com um for our patrons uh 
you can get that through Tone Deaf Musical on Patreon. Um, and yeah, like we just, we love you guys and we're glad that we've got y'all around and that you keep coming back week after week because we love you. And, uh, yeah. And unlike the denizens of Urinetown, we don't charge you to, to enjoy our content. So I, me, Warren would greatly appreciate if you could go give us a five-star review on a place where you give reviews for podcasts, wherever you downloaded this, if you can give a review there, please give it a review. <laughs> Thank you. That would, that would be, that'd be very, very helpful. And we'd yeah. very, very much appreciate it. Yeah, and if, if you uh, want to interact with us and some more awesome podcasters, I would highly recommend joining the Podcast Junkie Discord. Yes! It is on uh, the episode description, as well as I've been posting it on Twitter. It's a great place. Uh, we've got a bunch of shows on there that are really great. There's Pomegranates and Pitchforks. Woo! Uh, Private Island Presents Up All Night, Woo! Ninth World Journal. Yes! Uh, we've got Two Guys, One Cone, Woo! Oz9, yes! Podcast Junkie, uh, Good Morning Guys, Woo! Three Spook Girls, Friday Woo! the 13th, Woo! all sorts of awesome shows. They all need shout-outs. <laughs> they all do. They're all great, and it's a great community. In the, uh, it's Even though I'm not as active as, as uh, Kay is, I've been having a lot of fun and mm -hmm. it's been really cool. It's full of really cool people, even if you're not a content creator, if you're just a content enjoyer, come and, and find a bunch of great podcasts you didn't know you needed. Yeah, it's 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 just a great place and I, I can't recommend it enough. Like, I, if I could stand on the top of the courthouse downtown and shout, join Podcast Junkie! And not get arrested... That would be great. <laughs> oh, you're so cute. You think that they just shoot you, they and then would. they'd be like, "She was obviously on drugs." Yeah, they this would. This is an open and shut case. Yeah, uh, I need to stay indoors longer. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> and then I'd, I'd go on a Taken style rampage. Uh, yeah, we don't want that. So <laughs> you killed my wife. I will find you, and I will kill you. That got dark. <laughs> but well, it is nighttime now. This is true. It is nighttime. It's almost bedtime. It's the natural progression of things. Like mm -hmm. some some episodes will be brighter, like the day. Other episodes will be darker, like the night. Mm -hmm. It's just the natural cycle. Yin and yang, Kay. Yin and yang. Because we're all intertwined. We're all together, flowing down this urine stream called life. Thank you all for listening. That's it for this week. <laughs> I'm Kay. And I'm Warren. This has been Tone, Tone Deaf. Deaf.